At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Anna Ferris, and I have this podcast fittingly titled Anna Ferris is Unqualified, where each week a different celebrity and I attempt to give relationship and dating advice. Recent co-hosts have included Matthew McConaughey. You got somebody you care about, you lost track of them. Go find out. Margaret Cho. Vacation <laughs> sex is always irresistible. Gwyneth Paltrow. I could make it all about them and not have to focus on my own problems. <laughs> and Seth Rogen. <laughs> so if you're wondering what your favorite celebrity or I would do in your situation, just listen and subscribe to Anna Ferris is Unqualified. Free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hi, I'm Lindsay. Nice to meet you. I'm Mark. What's your name? What's Mark. your last name? Mayor. Oh, nice. Mayor. An easy one. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. How are you? Jasmina. Jasmina. Yes. What's your name? Uh, my name is Steve Moy. My last name. Moy. Moy, M-O-Y. Friends with my first name. Noy. No, yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one and only Teresa. (laughs) Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? How are you guys doing after this episode? Did you like the episode? Uh, Yeah, it had its ups. It had its downs. This, This episode brought to you by Kleenex. <laughs> it was an emotional ride it this episode. It because of the cat. Well, sh- pour one out for CJ. Pour one out for <laughs> CJ. Um, pour one out right into my mouth, actually. Let's cheers to this. Let's do it. To this episode. This cheers. Nasdravi. Nasdravi. You started saying cheers. I know. I started we saying gotta cheers. We got to keep it international. Who this. am I? Am I the American or you what? You haven't been home in over two years. So, yeah, I think you're getting too Americanized. Ugh, I know. Don't don't even let me start it or we are going to need some Kleenex over <laughs> here. Um, it, it was CJ and then it was, it was all the letters to your younger self. And I was going to throw out this idea to you earlier. And then no. I was like, you know what? We cannot have any more sadness the second no. on this. I was going to say, should we each write a letter to our younger no. self? No. <laughs> I knew what you are going to say. I was saying no. I don't, don't hate me, everyone. I find it a little silly. The letter to your younger yeah. self. I like the intent. I like the idea of going back. Um, you see, I don't. Okay. What happened is in the past. We all grew up and we shaped our lives or we were influenced by someone else. Why Why should I go back to revisit it? Because they're marrying a stranger. I don't think it's, well, let me say it this way. I think it's as much for their partner as it is for them. It's as much for their partner to learn where did they come from? What did they go through? Who shaped 
them what shaped them as much as it is to look back and go, oh, this was my life. Look how far I've come. I guess, but it's it was also sad. I don't think mine would be that sad. I mean, yes, there's some personal issues that I would be like, you stupid idiot. Yeah. Um, don't do this in the future. But I don't know. It's not going to change anything. It's, it's hopefully not going to change the way you're living. Hopefully no. you wouldn't need to write a letter to yourself to give yourself that kick in the ass. I think it would be interesting for me. And I think it would be interesting for you to hear the letter to my younger self. Mm. So I think it's about the partner. I don't think okay. it's about yourself. I but I'm like, not an expert. I just play one on this podcast. Yeah. I feel like mine would be sad slash uh, you did that. Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to remind yourself of what you went through. Oh, I know. Not, But not just the bad stuff. The good stuff, too. Oh, yeah. To remind yourself how strong you are, how smart you are. I you, have a thing. I do not live in the past. I don't want to live in the past. There's no reason to live in the past. Uh, I like picking the fun stuff from the past and talk about it. Yeah. But to revisit revisit the whole childhood and all that stuff was like, you're saying you're saying it like they shot a documentary on their childhood. They wrote five sentences. I Theresa. know, but it was this whole thing. Like, oh, I, I wasn't loving the segment. Oh Listen, boy, my oh opinion. My only complaint is, and this one's to the editors. Couldn't CJ have died next week or something? Why did <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need to lump that in with all the sadness of these letters? I mean, I felt bad for CJ. He was an uh, old cat. He was a little banged up. I felt bad for him. I, he's a, yeah, I know you're not the biggest cat person. I'm more. No, but of a I cat. felt bad for CJ. I'm more of a cat person than you are. Are you? Yeah, Don't and I tell me that. I, I'm being generous with the. Maybe with the maybe term. you should write a letter to your future <laughs> self. <laughs> to my cat self. Yeah, to your future self, like. Where did Teresa go? <laughs> I should have never adopted that cat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, we digress <laughs> like we tend to do. We're gonna talk about this episode, but before we do. If you guys want to follow us on social media, and I think you should, you can do it on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. A bunch of you guys are coming over. Keep coming over. Let's yeah. hang. Message us. Check out our memes. Stay up to date with the news. It's all happening on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. And I saw some interaction on Facebook, so thank you oh, guys. Yeah, come yeah. over there too. Things are going on. Well, what did my mom have to say? <laughs> is she good uh, <laughs> okay um, moms moms um, what else make sure you're following us wherever you're listening to us whatever podcast platform you're listening to follow us there it's so easy to do look down smash that follow button guys smash look it's as hard as Steve's mom's singing <laughs> I did not know the song it was a Steve original oh you must have not grown up in Waltham, Mass. Cause what? Wal- that's where Steve is from, I think, Waltham. Oh. And apparently it was it was all over the streets of Waltham, that song. <laughs> I forget the name. It's later in my notes. But oh, we'll, yeah. We'll get to that. Do you have it down there? I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> I mean, I could have found it, but that's wait, not the song. Wait. That's a better song. Than, than Steve's. All right, let me just find it now. Uh, I want to get down. It's called get ah, down. I have it too. I can get find down, it. Get down, get down, 
get down, get that's Jungle Boogie, actually. But mom was the biggest fan, yeah. Oh, this, yeah, get down, this, get down. <laughs> you guys watch Yeezus, the Kanye documentary on Netflix? There's a very sweet moment where Donda, Kanye's mom, raps one of Kanye's songs that he wrote in high school. Mm. This was not that. <laughs> I mean, she tried. She loved Biggest Fan. Your mom should always be your biggest fan, and, and she sure was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Smash Like It's as hot as Get Down. And one last thing, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. So if you got a little love to give, if you could rate and review the podcast, it means the world to us. It sure does, guys. And if you want to hear yourself on the podcast being read by the one and only John. Oh, hello. You guys got to come over to our main podcast that drops on Monday. Covering 90 Day Fiance, the OG season nine. (laughs) What a plug. (laughs) Yeah, if you leave a five star (laughs) review. We will read it on the main podcast, the 90-day podcast, the Monday night podcast. Exactly. Okay. Let's get into this episode. And since we're talking about Steve, let's start there. Let's do it. Yeah. So we see Steve's childhood home. Yes. We see outside, inside. We see the cool feature of Steve's home. Steve said that my family always lived here. Like, all the generations were just the parents. I think he I think he grew up there. His parents obviously mm-hmm. are still there. I don't know how far back that goes, but my parents are still in the home I grew up in. They, they moved once. They moved when I was two, and then they've been in that mm-hmm. house ever since. My I, parents bought the house when I was 17. We lived oh. in an apartment before. Quit bragging. What are you talking about? It's not bragging. <laughs> I know. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> Sarcasm is lost on a lot of people in this uh, podcast. I'm pretty good, but sometimes you lose me too. Okay. So let's talk about the cool feature of Steve's house. It's got two driveways. It's got a front driveway and a back driveway. And they would sneak out the back driveway to go party. So in essence, it is the mullet of driveways because it's business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> Wait, so is the driveway drive through? <laughs> that would be genius if you if the garage had two doors. Because how how else would that work? I just think there is a back. If you have a driveway, driveway in the front yeah. and driveway in the back. Yeah. I think it must be drive-through, which is genius. I don't think it's drive-through. So then it's a little stupid. Yeah, I don't actually understand how, how that works. How would you do that? I don't know. Call in if you guys have... Do you have a, one garage in the front, one garage in the back? But then it's silly. Why don't you have a connected garage? Or, as I said... A drive-through? A drive-through. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. It's a good question. Let us know. Yeah, I've only got the one. Also, why would you have two driveways? Yeah. Did they right? like flip the house around at one point? Maybe one wasn't truly a driveway. It was just a paved area to park on or something. Mm. I don't know. We're going too deep on this. Because I'm interested. but That's somewhat interesting. But. They go inside. They go to Steve's bedroom, his childhood bedroom that he shared with two brothers. Mm-hmm. Noi kind of made it sound sad. Like, oh, you shared this with two brothers? And I thought she grew up in a... I don't know where exactly, but in like but a tiny not, home. Not the most not, palatial. Yeah. Spread. Well, not even that. I just think I grew up with the one sister. Shout out to Rachel. We each had our own room. That's fine. We did, you know, we split it up by gender. 
we had the the male wing and the female wing mm-hmm. of the of the prison. But um, I think it'd be cool to have brothers in your room. I guess. I mean, my dad has a brother and a sister, and they grew up in a two bedroom apartment. The parents in one room, the kids in the other. Yeah. And then they had a living room, but living room, in check, living living rooms count. So there was a three-bedroom apartment. Living in rooms America, count as bedrooms? Yeah. In a, we don't say bedroom, we say rooms. So mm. you buy a house based on the rooms. Wow. That's so different. in America, you buy it by bedrooms. So for the American way, they lived in a two-bedroom apartment with one bathroom. Mm. But for the Czech way... It was three rooms. Do you know what makes a room a bedroom in America? A bed? Nope. What? If you're going to list it as a bedroom, it needs to have a closet. Ours doesn't have a closet. Well, it's got the closet through the primary bathroom, the mm. ensuite. Mm. Okay, now the, I'm bragging. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think technically, and people are fudging the rules left and right these days, but I think technically it needs to have a closet in the room to be a bedroom. But to go back to check real quick, in check, not many people, maybe nowadays it's modern, yes, people have walk-in closets. That wasn't the case before. People just had regular closets that you buy at Ikea. Um, that's like a wardrobe. Yes, wardrobes, yes. Huh. Not, not a closets. room or doors in my, the wall. No, my parents actually have a walk-in closet and they yeah. build it. Well, they oh, yeah, your the, bedroom doesn't have a closet no, in check. No. But you have not, that wardrobe. It's not common. You have yeah, that I have chest. that wardrobe. Yeah. My parents have well, a walk-in a closet Sorry. What? that they asked the contractors when they were fixing the house yeah. to build it for them. And it was very like, oh, wow, you guys... Have a walk-in closet, fancy. Uh-huh. But right? how many driveways do they have? Zero. They, I mean, one. But, one driveway. I mean, yeah, but we shared it with the house next to us. Mm, okay. So a room in America needs a closet to be a bedroom. For it to be your childhood room, it, it needs your stuffed animal. It needs your stuffy. Mm-hmm. And Steve is quick to point out Sparky, the stuffed animal. <laughs> It seems funny. Everyone has the one stuffed animals that they yeah, love. Yeah, it's your BFF Just stuffing. one. Of course. It's your, mine is Ricky the raccoon. Mm-hmm. Yours is Eeyore. Eeyore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you have here. Oh, he's behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and noise giving Steve shit because he's got Sparky. It's in his childhood bedroom. Leave the man alone. You have sushi which is basically a stuffed animal with a heartbeat. So <laughs> give the guy a break. He left his stuffed animal at his childhood Everyone home. has it. Come on. No, you have it too. Everyone has something, some attachment to childhood. And here's what I think is kind of cool about it. Steve held on to it, obviously. Maybe his parents held on to it. But it's almost like a, a fairly, uh, fairly, a family heirloom because you can pass it down. Mm-hmm. So when we were home last... My sister gave my niece, not Ricky the raccoon, because she knows better than to give someone Ricky raccoon, but she gave my niece one of my other stuffed animals. <laughs> and to see my niece holding my old stuffed animal, I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Look at this generational stuffed animal being passed down. It's so cool. So <laughs> I, I'm happy you look at it this way because why? I, I feel like I would be like, even to our future kids, I would be like, um, no, that's mommy's. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ricky Raccoon, for sure, that's mine. Okay, hands off, that's mine. Well, that's so, that's the thing. The only 
a, attachment I ever had to a stuffed animal was to the Eeyore. Right. And he has a he has had a several plastic surgeries <laughs> because my dogs loved him a too. Threaded needle. So he's very banged up, but yeah. very very attached to the Eeyore. He's traveled with you from Czech to Jersey mm-hmm. to New York mm-hmm. to Florida. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Traveling donkey. Just traveling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, They leave the bedroom. They go to the living room. And Steve whips out his yearbook. He wants to flex a little bit. He wants to show off the superlatives he received in high school. He was voted best dancer. (laughs) Okay. And I may have believed it, but we later saw him dance. And I don't know if he was. I thought it was pretty good for a guy. It was pretty good. But was was it best dancer? Listen, I was voted the best singer in my breathing camp. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. Well, no, the best singer. Yeah, hold on. But I won the beauty competition because of, I think mostly because of my free, uh, what do you call it? A free show off. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. You're like, um, your talent talk, show? Yeah, a talent show, a free show off. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> so it was a moment to show off. I sung and danced with an umbrella. Oh. And I recruited two other girls who also danced with the umbrellas with me. Freaking nailed it. And you and I won it all. You, oh, yeah. What did oh, you yeah. sing? Guys, Teresa is a, a terrible singer. Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell her this. She's a terrible singer. It's this Czech song about rain. Sing a couple bars no. for our friends. Sing a, come on, you were crowned no, Miss, I cannot. Miss Breathing Camp Beauty. I cannot. Sing a couple bars. I cannot. I, I can't. If we ever do a Patreon, you'll find it there. Well, for like a fifty dollars, because it's gonna take <laughs> a lot out of me. So, okay. Well, did you get any superlatives in in school? Did they do superlatives in check? What's that? So, I think it's just senior year, but there are certain things. Most likely to have two point five kids and a dog named no. Spot, class clown, best dancer. No, we apparently. don't do that. And then your class votes. We focus on our education. Oh, come on. It's okay to have a little fun. I didn't win any. Oh, you did not? I got second place. Well, in what? Uh, most musical. A second? Second place. Ugh, you should have won. I know, but the guy who won it, well, killer, killer musician. He could have been a professional musician, mm. but uh, he, he went into the sciences and is probably doing much better in that. Nice. Yeah, we didn't. We had... Um, proms every year Instant. but our proms are hardcore our proms once you turn at like 16 we all drink with the professors we're like Whoa, what yolo yeah with the professors well they're around we just all get wasted and basically they always told us like don't throw up on the dance floor or don't embarrass yourself yes. but once you turn 18 it's legal so we do shots with the professors i talk if myself you're 16 you're saying well, you go 16, 17, 18, 19 in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're 16, we all drink there. And what I'm saying is like there are professors around. They see us drink. No one just says anything. Hmm. But then when you turn eight, 17 or 18, you can officially do shots with your professors. Um, I talked myself into a better grade once. Whoa. <laughs> your professor must have been very drunk. Oh, she! I got her so drunk. I'm um, like, I'm like, you're a great professor, but you teach math, and I'm not really good at it. But I'm, I'm really trying, really trying. I mean, you're messing up my GPA, and yikes. I ended up like getting a B. Yikes! Um, there was one dance in high school. I think it was junior year, maybe. Every single one of my friends got suspended. 
What? Every single one of my closest friends got suspended because they got wasted and went to the dance. It was clear that they were hammered and they all got suspended for like two weeks. For some reason, I was like, I'm not going to go to the dance. I went and played pickup hockey <laughs> at a rink with one of my other friends mm. that night because they only have these pickup games once in a while. And I was like, well, I don't want to miss this game. It's fun. So we went. And so then me and this friend were the only ones that didn't get suspended out oh, of our wow. friend group. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Yeah, we, yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Back to math. Back to math. Okay. So <laughs> he goes. It's like, it's not married first sight. It's Teresa and John's life. Well, they're talking about their <laughs> homes. We're talking about our homes. Mm-hmm. That's how this goes. But they go from talking about dance to talking about music. And Steve tells the story of him and his friend Ryan, who would sit in the basement and just make beats all day. And. They had this one hometown hit, Get Down. Sounds like uh, Darcy and Stacey music. Uh-huh. <laughs> eh, 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 get Down. Then, 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 then. And I wish they would turn it down because it was so loud. They played it for so long. Steve was like, this song just blew up Waltham. You'd hear it at stoplights, stop signs. The neighbors would yell, stop playing it. <laughs> it was so loud. I couldn't. There was that speaker, that little light up speaker just dimed. He had it cranked to, to 10. I mean, mom was loving it. I'm mom sure mom was cranking it up. Was loving it, singing along. She was like, get down, get down. <laughs> I think that's actually why the whole neighborhood listened to that song was because that's just how loud they were playing it. She everyone was probably could hear giving away CDs. No, I think just everyone could hear it mm-hmm. from Steve's house. They didn't choose to listen to it. They were just forced <laughs> to, to listen to it. All right. All right. Let me ask you this. Did you feel like that Noik was kind of shitting on Steve's happy childhood because she was like, oh yeah, you had, you had a happy childhood. My tough childhood made me who I am today. I grew up faster. I'm more mature. Like, and I almost feel like there was a dick at his jobless life at the moment that he was so happy that he didn't really learn to grow up fast like yeah. she did because I, she struggled. I can't blame her for that. She's presented with this reality of, oh, you sat in the basement and came up with songs like Get Down while I was crammed in a one bedroom or however big their place was with her mom coming home with blood on her face. Yeah. No, totally. And I feel for her, but... I almost feel like instead of her kind of being upset about this in a way, embrace it and say, oh my gosh, like my husband has a great childhood. I'm sure that's going to kind of show when we have kids. Yeah. And it shows in his personality. You don't want to be too supportive of it because I think this is what Steve's talking about when he goes, well, if I get a job, I won't, I won't have time to dream. I won't have I won't have time to come up with get down the remix. And so I don't think he she wants to to support it too much cuz then he's just going to go wild. Him and Ryan are going to get the band back together. You know, so she's kind of got to keep him level-headed. I mean, let him dream. No, let him get a job. Well, from the previews, I think he's doing pretty well. Why? What was what did Wasn't he see? like picking a huge engagement oh. ring for Noi? Oh, that's yeah. I mean, I, diamonds I are not cheap, people. Yeah. yeah, well, that's true. No, I think he's doing fine. If he was doing so poorly, I don't think he would be doing that. No, I well, who knows? Some people are bad with money, but 
if he thinks he's the best dancer and the best musician and these are his aspirations, someone's got to keep him in line because he doesn't have a future <laughs> in music. And I don't think that's what he's trying to do. Nobody knows what he's trying. He's dreaming. Mm. He's dreaming, okay? Sky's the limit when you dream. That's very true. So, very yeah. true. So speaking of dance, Noi and Steve, they go to a dance class. And I just want to comment and, and shout out. I like how Steve dressed like Kevin Federline. This entire episode. Who's that? Britney Spears' ex. Oh. The dancer. Yeah, The backup yeah. dancer. I mean, Steve had the diamond studs in. Right. The, cha- yeah, the right. chains. I was like, is that K-Fed? Is that, is that Waltham's K-Fed right there? But dress for the job you want. He wants maybe to become a backup dancer. And he, he was pretty good. And I love this because Noe probably did not want her to visit her childhood home. But she they visited something that made her feel at home, yeah. which was dance. We saw a couple a couple of our castmates not go home, mm-hmm. but go to a place that they felt comfortable in, mm-hmm. their, their place of security. And this was one of them. Yeah, Noe, I guess, found refuge in dance. Mm-hmm. And they do a little dance, make a little noise. Hence, I think that how Noisy was born. Oh, you're right. On the dance floor. You are welcome, people. On the dance floor. (laughs) Which is also the nickname the neighbors gave Steve's home. (laughs) When he and Ryan were blasting their music. Yeah. So they dance, they bond. It was a nice moment. It shows they can joke around and have fun. Why don't we ever take dance lessons like that? I told you I'm going to take hip hop dance. You are? Can I? No, this is something I'm going to do. You were doing pottery and I'm going to start doing hip hop dance. All right. I think it's too late. But you better bring something because I brought all my bowls. I'm going to bring my moves home. Okay, you better. I'm going to put on a a recital at the end of my (laughs) eight weeks or however long it is. I mean, I hope so. I would hope so if you're going to spend time and money. I'm too achy. Hip hop dance is a young man's game. We could. I, I told you, let's do a ballroom dancing for fun. Mm, nah. I thought it would be so much fun. Nah. I didn't want to do it for our wedding because we are too chilled and we just kind yeah. of practice a couple of moves on our own and we let it slide. But I would do it for fun. Nah. I would do a, a different style dance. Don't get me wrong. Like what? Ooh. Ooh. You know what I always wanted to do? Tap mm. dance. Tap's cool. I always wanted to tap dance. Tap's cool. Ta- I, I sort of tap sometimes. <laughs> just I, free, <laughs> I freestyle it. I used to do it more than I I do now, but you can like. You should take a tap dance. That's cool. Class. That's cool. Yeah, guys, Maybe. we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they talk. Mm, a little bit comes out of it. Noi talks about music being important because when she was younger, she couldn't express herself. Well, okay. Then she said because I just thought of it. She said, "Oh." We had mirrors in the basement growing yeah. up. So I don't think she grew up in a one bed, maybe at the beginning, but eventually I think they moved into a, a home. Yeah, with a basement. Because apartments don't have basements that you p- would put mirrors in. I thought the same thing. Right? Yeah. And good for her family for encouraging yeah. that, to put that up. Yeah. Um, so she says, I wasn't encouraged to express my emotions when I was younger. So I, I listen to sad songs and all my emotions would come out. I mean, I had Evanescence on repeat for a while. Hmm. When she, when she went down. 
I don't know if I... That kept me going. I don't know if I listen to music that mimics my mood or if I listen to... I think I listen to music to change my mood. Really? Like when we're, you know, before we pod Mm -hmm. or if we're kind of low energy, we put on the big booty mix (laughs) because we want to amp ourselves up. If I'm if I'm kind of bummed, I don't usually want to listen to music that keeps me in that mindset. I kind of need to match. Well, it depends. I feel like now I'm too old to play sad music when I'm sad. I don't get sad often, so I don't need it. But when I was in high school or middle school, you know, and my parents grounded me for something. I was like, this, I hate everything. <laughs> Evanescence. Really? On repeat. Huh. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that way, but Yo, everyone's different. You know what made me think of when I said, oh, this is how Noisy was born? Because Steve said, I'm not surprised she likes dance because all, most of her social media content is her singing yeah. or dancing. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you we should look her up on TikTok. We should because A, good for her. B, in your 30s, girl. Get out there. Put it out there. Have fun. I, that's what I Express said. Express yourself. That's what I said. Good for you. Yeah. And th- I only is. post a story when we like grill, mm-hmm. post the steak <laughs> and the meat. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. Right? The sunsets. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad you don't post videos of you dancing. I mean, I, I got pretty good. Okay, but I'll, that's between you and the mirror in the bathroom. I'm going to show you this weekend. Okay, can't wait. <laughs> uh, so new day, Steve and Noy are at their apartment. And Noy, she wrote a letter to her younger self. I thought she would just post an IG story because that's how she likes to communicate her feelings. Mm-hmm. But she actually did the assignment. She wrote a letter to her younger self. And and this is just where the emotion starts and it doesn't stop for me. Every time one of these letters were read, I really, it took me somewhere. You know what? I, okay. I feel like I started way too strong going hard on these letters. I like it, but I, for me, it's too much. Every single person reads a letter on one episode. Not every person read it. Yes. Not every single person read it. Most of them did. (laughs) No. Most of them read it. Most of them did. Yeah. What are you talking about? Elijah didn't read one. And I think it's probably just because he kept writing it to Isaac and the producers were like, no, you need to write a letter <laughs> to a younger Elijah. I was like, well, dear Isaac, we had so many good times. <laughs> Man, do I miss you. And then, no, but yeah. <laughs> no, I think most people wrote a letter. And for me, it's such a mood kill because yeah. it's so sad. I know, but I, don't you want to feel something? Like I don't often feel something when I watch maths. This, I felt something. Sometimes I feel anger because I get frustrated at Lindsay. But rarely do I feel actual emotion because these people don't love each other. The stakes are not that high. And when they read these letters, I was like, man, I feel something. Mm. Let me read a little bit of Noe's letter here. Okay. Dear Noe, you don't know yourself yet. And as a result, the world seems overwhelming and complex. This is because there's a world of emotions inside of you. Right now it's unnerving, but soon you'll realize it's not a... It's not a curse to feel so much, even though you were reprimanded for it. I'm sorry you felt the need to hide when you were scared and upset. It breaks your heart to see your mom have to work so hard and come home with blood on her face. None of this was your burden to carry. I'm sorry you were not allowed to express your emotions because you felt you weren't allowed to express yourself. You hid a lot, but the love and acceptance you seek is inside you. Trust it, and I still love you endlessly. 
even reading it back now, it makes me a little more. It's a nice letter. It's okay, a nice if letter. you had to write it to yourself, but I'm like. I'm not going to do it. No, no, no. Put it in one sentence. Not Just like something very quick. What would you. Not mm. even write. What would you tell to your younger self? Also, what age are we talking about? Here, I mean, like five, ten, yeah, eleven. You're 15. verbal. You're verbal at that age. I, w- I would say elementary school to middle school. Okay. I would what would say, you just say? Don't don't write it. Just like uh, go. I would say from the top of your head. Be less shy and take more chances. But you are not shy. I'm still super shy. No, you're not. Okay. Then you don't know your husband. I mean, you are a little shy. I'm a little shy. <laughs> yes. I would say be but less shy. But you are good at hiding it as when you. Yeah. Meet people when when I need to. Yeah. yeah. What would what would you tell you? Say your, it again. Well, because I got so hang up on the shyness. Uh, be less shy mm-hmm. and take more chances. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you? That's pretty good. What would you tell your younger self, your Ooh. young Czech self? Ooh, I would I would tell my young Czech self, um, focus on English pronunciation mm-hmm. because. Because right your, hus- your husband is going to speak English one day. <laughs> yes. yeah. And then I would say, be happy with the way you are and don't try to be mm, someone else. That's very good advice. Because I went through this whole period of trying to figure out my body and who I am. And it really messed a few things mm-hmm. up for me in a, in a personal life. And then the last thing I would say is that, don't just listen to everyone else. Just listen to yourself. Because I also was the type of a kid who needed someone to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Or I was like this little follower. Mm-hmm. And I think I really got out of my shell once I moved to the U.S. And I kind of started doing things on my own. Before, before I just followed everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, followed, I followed my great. parents. And I met my best friend. But she... as as equal as we were, she has a little stronger personality than me. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I still followed her. Yeah. And so I know it about myself and I'm not that way anymore. But I would just say this to my younger self, just like be you. Yeah. And I, I think you definitely are. And look at you. You moved over from another country, another continent, and you created a life for yourself. I did. I mean, you are a big part of it. But Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, no, all right. Now we're all emotional. Okay. <laughs> so what else? Noi tells Steve she doesn't feel like she had a real childhood. She was always concerned about her family and not being able to process and verbalize those feelings made everything even scarier and heavier. And Steve wants Noi to explain a little more, to go deeper. What did you mean about your mom? Because she had that line in her letter to herself about her mom. And Noe said, every kid sees their parents as invincible. And seeing my mom come home with blood stains on her face was so tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't imagine. No. And I don't know what those blood stains were from. I don't don't know what she was doing for work. I hope she was not being injured. I think maybe she was working with animals. I don't know. But yeah. Um, But yeah, it's got to be incredibly tough. And Steve says himself it's hard to put myself in her shoes but he empathizes with her and, and he knows it affects him as a couple and because of this she needs this higher level of security mm-hmm. well i felt really sad this sentence kind of hit me 
when always said she felt like a burden. Mm. And I think that's very sad. But me growing up, there was a part of me that I felt like I'm the reason why my parents fought. And I know it's true, right? So once I you left, were the reason your parents fought? Yeah, because my parents are very different. My dad was almost like, as long as I had good grades, he was very like, okay, you go out, YOLO. But my mom was like, no, she shouldn't. But when she went down, my dad became the strict one. Mm. And my mom was like, oh, like it's okay. And that created so many conflicts. And I always felt like I'm in the middle of it. And it's because I don't have any siblings. Yeah, I knew exactly why this whole thing is happening. So I, but that's, I did feel bad at times. But that's their issue. That has nothing to do with you. Well, you were just being a kid. And they, same thing with Noah. She wasn't a burden, but that's how she felt. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's never a kid's fault. They, they're just there. They're a by- byproduct in every which way of their parents. True. Okay, so Steve and Noah, they end up back home. Dr. Pepper pays him a visit, and DP wants to hear, how have you guys opened up? How have you deepened the relationship? She wants to know about the progress that's been made. And Noy says, I've made a lot of progress on my own. Steve's made it easier, too. And she brings up how she wasn't able to express herself growing up. This is this consistent theme we hear this episode. And Noy says, before I wouldn't tell Steve anything. I didn't feel comfortable expressing anything. But now I can at least voice that I'm upset. I might not say why I'm upset, Mm -hmm. but at least I can say I'm upset. And that's good. That's good stuff. It's uh, everything in baby steps, Mm -hmm. right? We're not going to overnight change the way we act or communicate, but we can't take steps. And so just being able to say, you know what? I'm upset. We can talk about I'm upset. We can talk about it later. I'm not going to tell you. Like, that's at least good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe she, but after she said this, I'm like, maybe she did grow a little bit in this marriage. I think so. And as a person. Just to say this out loud. Yeah. Growth, real growth as a person and as a partner here. Yes. Well, let's talk about the big bomb. Let's talk about the bomb drop heard around the the world. I said bombshell. What did you say? Bomb drop. I think either or. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because obviously- The question of whether they will live together after decision day or not came up and Steve would love to live together because that's the normal way or the most most common. Yes. So I was going to say the most common way. Yeah. Right. And and especially they want to have kids. Right. But Noi wants to hang on her independence. But she said, not independence from you, Steve, but my own personal independence, Mm -hmm. which... I do understand, but at the same time, I love being with you. I love being together all the time. I genuinely yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So I would not enjoy living on my own. Even when we, before we moved in together, I was always at your place. Yeah. And every relationship is different. Absolutely. But, absolutely. But I would say, well, let me save my thought for the bomb drop. But Noi wants to keep her studio apartment. Let's keep it. Okay. She wants to hold on to it. Let's keep it. Let's live together, but let's turn the studio apartment into a studio for for Stephen Ryan. Maybe you know, you use it use it for something else. If you want to keep the property, let's use it for something else. You don't need to live there. You can still feel like okay, I have it. This is mine. I live in our apartment, but Steve has his dream center. Or or keep it for a little bit. 
couple of months, see how it works. Because I don't think if you, if she would truly end up living there and sleeping there, the marriage is not going to work yeah. because they're not on the same page. But if okay. she keeps it for a little bit, yeah. right? I thought you were about to drop it. Not yet. I'm okay. almost there. <laughs> if she keeps it for a little bit, living with Steve, realizing, oh shit, this is awesome. I don't need my little apartment. But I don't like the safety net idea. Well, I feel like it's she needs it. It's not good to have a safety net. You no. need to fully invest yourself. Yes, but they but. don't have a perfect marriage. No, but that's not going to help them grow closer. Always having that place to run to every time there's a fight. Always having somewhere to hide. I would give her a couple of months just because of this situation and because of how she feels. If that's going to be her security blanket for a few months, sure. That's why I say keep it, but don't have your bed there. Have Steve's drum set or whatever it is. You can (laughs) keep it because you feel like you worked for it and you earned it. And I get that. But just to have it as a place to escape to, I don't know if that's good. Well. Okay. Well. Well. DP is not going to help the situation because her husband of 16 years, her second husband of 16 years and herself do not live together. (laughs) W-T-F-D-P. When I heard this. Teresa, we called neighbors to help pick my job off the floor. <laughs> I was shook. I was stunned. And here's what I'll say about living apart. And again, every relationship is different. Do what's best for you. I was in not the best relationship for a long time, for years before I met Teresa. And I probably would have loved a separate home. Because so you shouldn't have lived together because you weren't married. It's different. Right. I should have broken up with her before I did. But people who live separately maybe just aren't right for each other. Because mm-hmm. then I met Teresa and we want to spend every second together. And sure, maybe that's unique for couples. But I think it's also just you got to find the right person. Yes, but... You and I, we didn't move in together until almost two years into dating, Mm -hmm. which I think it's smart. We made sure we want to be together, right? But we took our time. Doesn't mean that we didn't spend time together. I was literally basically living in your place, but I still had my place. I still paid for my place. Yeah. So in a way, it was a security because we wanted to make sure the relationship is solid before we did this move. But we weren't married. We moved in before we were even engaged. Okay. Yes. So my, I mean, a lot of people do that. Come right. On. So my question is, and Colin, if you guys experience this or know people who do this, why are you married if you're not living together? Okay, yeah, I agree on that. I'm not shaming it. No. Honestly, at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy. I could care less what you do with your life as long as you're happy and you're not hurting other people. But why are you married if you're not living together? And how much time do you spend together? Mm -hmm. Because I can't imagine saying goodnight to you at nine o'clock and going to a different (laughs) place and going. That's so silly. Don't don't even bring it up. It's sad to think about. Mm -hmm. But I know we're different. We're unique. So I'm just curious. How does this work in other relationships? I mean, I don't think we're that unique. I think majority. This is the most common way that people live together. I'm not saying everyone does, obviously, but 
this is the most common thing that most people know and most people expect. And so does Steve, right? Yeah. And then freaking DP drops a bomb. Yeah, because I would say, like, just date each other then. Why are you getting married to live apart? And let's talk about the kid aspect of it because Noi wants to have three kids. Let's not forget that, right? Noi wants three kids. What is that going to do to children when you have mom's house and you have dad's house, but they're married, they're not divorced? Well, it's act that you're acting as though you're divorced with shared custody. That was Steve's concern. And maybe yeah. she would move in once they have kids, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But listen, if she wants to keep the apartment as a security blanket for a little bit, maybe that's what they need to do to get closer. I know that they are married, but maybe they need to date to get okay. closer. And and that's a fantastic point that I sometimes forget is they are still strangers. Mm-hmm. They've known each other for six, seven weeks mm-hmm. at this point. So. That's important to remember. We're all, we're trying to get fully invested in this experiment. And mm-hmm. so we go, no, you're married, live together. And that's what I'm saying. If she keeps the apartment for a couple more months and they date, they get to know each other a little more and can figure out, all right, this is it. This is working out. Or mm, when I'm alone, I don't miss you. I don't think it's that bad. But you really need to put extra effort in. I'll say if you're living apart because so many things just happen naturally. I'm sure you guys have heard it. If you're working from home now where if your boss wants you to come back to the office, he's going to tell you, you know, things just happen serendipitously at the water cooler. And if you're not in the office, those things can't happen. You got to be together in the same space. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a marriage. You might get into a fight and if you have separate places to go, you separate and things don't get resolved. If you have nowhere else to go and you end up sitting on the couch and your wife's in the kitchen, you look at each other and you go, that was stupid. I don't know what we were fighting about. And you mm-hmm. make up. You got to be together for that to happen. True. So there's many benefits to living together. Is the water cooler reference a thing or did you just make it up? No, the water cooler. People always say, oh, yeah, water cooler talk. That's so true. I always, run into, ne- I always run into so many people. We always end up chit-chatting for longer than we see, should. And here's me being shy. If I see someone at the water cooler... I would wait until they leave to go fill up my water because I don't want to make I, conversation. I'll wait right now. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And it depends who it is. Like if I see that someone's just like in the rush, I'm not going to continue the conversation. Yeah. But if it's someone I know, I'll be like, how's it going? How was yeah. your weekend? How was everything? Oh, I love your shoes. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Let's Let's talk about Michael and... Come on, Jasmine. I didn't know you were from Connecticut. Right. What, neighbor? Right. Neighbor? Come on. <laughs> I lived in West Hartford for four years. She's from Hartford. Oh, I thought it was New Haven. No, 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 no. It's Hartford. I have it. Da- I wrote it down. Yeah, and I, I was born in New Haven. But I when I was an adult, a young adult, I lived in West Hartford for several years. And, I love and how she's, you said when I was the young adult. When I was in my early 20s. Um... And she's from Hartford. So shout Woo-hoo. out to Connecticut. Jasmina, I see you. I mean, it's very close to Boston, so it's not Two that hours. surprising. Uh, no one else is from Connecticut on this That's episode. That's very true. Okay, can I say this? Yes. Michael and Jasmina are my least favorite couple. Not because of hmm. I don't like them. It's because the story is kind of boring and nothing's going on. Well, it's like also- they are very, they seems to be so good together, 
but there's still like she's not attracted to him so it's like eh, okay do something one of you do something i would say if we're playing least favorites here i would say katina and elijah one of my least favorite couple oh really Jasmine and Michael frustrate me because mm, they're, yeah, they do. they're so good for each other. You can see they like each other, whether as friends or something more, but for some reason they can't cross the threshold and make it romantic. So we're all sitting here on our couches going, come on, you don't see what's right in front of you. And yeah, oh, I agree with that. I think they could be together and it could be good, but yeah. I, I think you're right. Maybe I should have said, not that they're my least favorite couple, but I'm so frustrated with them because yeah. it doesn't, the, their relationship doesn't involve. Yeah, it doesn't evolve. evolve. Yeah. My question would be, and I don't know if this has been asked because we hear it time and time again from Jasmina. I just don't feel, I don't feel that spark. I don't feel mm. that attract. I don't want to go run and kiss him. Has anyone asked Michael how he feels? Because he must want to bang Miss Connecticut oh, for sure. over here. For sure. And I think she likes him as a friend. And I think yeah. that's, that's an issue if you're trying to be romantic. Well, you, you friend zoned each other at this mm-hmm. point. You're too far I, in. I have a lot of guy friends that I really like. We've never had anything with each other. And you better right? not. We ne- no, but I, have, I do have true guy friends. But for me, just thinking about like if one of them before, obviously you, I would never hook up with them because you build this friendship yeah. that um, it's like, oh, no, like you're a nice dude. You, I can talk to you. We can hang out. But no. Yeah. And but, I feel like that's how she feels about Michael. Yeah. I don't think they're good enough friends where she's thinking, well, if things don't work out, I'm going to lose a friend. I think if they say no on decision day, they're just going to go their separate ways. You see, I think they might, they might mm, end up being friends. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't see that. I, I can see Michael and the guys all being friends. I don't. I don't. See I you. can see them being friends. All right, we'll see. Because I feel like they both struggle with that. I know that Michael's probably attracted to her, but he still says, "All right, if we don't get to a certain level, that's probably a no on the decision day." Yeah. So it's not like he's so in and she's not. I no, think I they know. both are kind of on a fence. We'll see. They I could, mean, they could absolutely, us. we'll see. Jasmine, it takes us to her school. It's her safe place. It's where she felt most comfortable growing up because she met a teacher there, Mrs. Potaski, which is such a teacher name. Is it? It's an M. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Potaski, Mrs. Potaski. It's such every, a teacher every, name. Every name when you add Mrs. before, it sounds like a teacher That's name. That's actually a very good point. <laughs> yeah, her name is probably like Joan Potaski, <laughs> which does not sound very teacher. Um, she She gave... Jasmine is so much love. Love that Jasmine didn't even know she was missing, but she mm-hmm. received it from Mrs. Potaski. And Michael says, do you think this is why you became a teacher? And Jasmine is like, you know, I didn't really even think about it, but yeah, I don't think I'd be a teacher without Mrs. Potaski. Beautiful. Very it's, emotional. It, this was, this was one of the most emotional ones yeah. for me. Um, they're outside and... Jasmina reads Michael the letter she wrote to her younger self, and and I got some of it here. You went through a lot as a child. Your biological mom left you. Your dad left you. You got bullied. Your first step mom never hugged you, never loved you, and you left. You felt alone in that house. During this time, school became your safe space, and you met Mrs. Potaski. 
One person made all the pain and loneliness disappear. Change your life for the better. Fast forward, you're 29 and a teacher. You're a teacher because you love children and want to make a difference in their lives. You want to make school a safe place for them like it was for you. You made it out. Not many people could say that. Keep living your life. And I promise you, you'll be proud of what you become. That was the whole note. Yeah. <laughs> These notes were beautiful. Yeah, this one was beautiful. These notes were beautiful. Not a dry eye in the house. And I don't know if we knew about her traumatic past. We always focused on Michael's traumatic past. I don't know if we knew this much about Jasmine. I think we knew that she struggled until she met her current mom, who is her stepmom, mm-hmm. who was married to her dad, I believe, before her dad fled, right? Yeah. Who kept her and her sister. And I think they have a beautiful relationship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think it all turned out for the best. But I think she mentioned before that she was bullied. The bullied, I remember. Well, there was the whole period gag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the my stepmom not hugging me and not loving me. like. But this is not the current stepmom. I'm just saying, just f- having that figure in your life, mm-hmm. you're a parental figure who's not going to hug you. I mean, yeah. that, that broke my heart. So... It was it was emotional. It brought Michael and Jasmina together. Another mm-hmm. bonding moment for them. They keep having these moments. They keep having these little victories. They do, but they're like friends. They support each other like friends. And you should be friends when you are in a relationship. You should be besties mm-hmm. if you can. Yeah. But I think the only thing they have going on for themselves is the friendship. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see. see. There, there could be a bomb drop where we find out they've been banging yeah. this whole time. I mean, who knows? You'll, you'll never know. So New Day, Michael takes Jasmina to his teenage home. He hasn't been there in over 10 years. So he's a bit anxious. He hasn't been there since his mom passed. But he recognizes there were a lot of good memories in that house. So it's actually a more positive experience than he thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And they go to this park around the corner and he goes, my brother used to drag me here every morning during the summer. We'd work out. I, I used to not want to go. I'd be so bothered by it. But looking back on it, I realized I needed that. That was a positive experience. Mm-hmm. And look at him now. He is a Personal trainer. trainer. Yeah. Look at it. See how much influence is had at a young age. I mean, I absolutely agree with it because growing up, my mom and my dad surrounded me with art. I was taking mm, art classes. My mom, too. my mom is very creative. She is a teacher or she's a principal now. She's not an art teacher, but she always makes stuff. She loves galleries. She loves art. That's what she spends her money on. We have a lot of like really beautiful, nice paintings. Like my dad is also very creative. He's a musician. Yeah. I grew up surrounded by this and yeah. so, you, so did you. Yeah. And I feel like it definitely influenced me into who I am today, 100%. Yeah, and also, I don't know about your parents, I think so, but they were very open and willing to let us find ourselves. My parents were never like, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer. They said, whatever, you you do what makes you happy. In a way, my parents tried. They said, okay, if you want to make some money, maybe try this psychology or try Hmm. try that. So, And again... 
I didn't have a mind of my own at the time because I was like, all right, sure. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about Czech colleges is that you need to apply to a college that's, it's a specific college. So you go to med school, you go to school to become a teacher, you go to school to become a journalist, you go to school to become an engineer. What I love about the U.S., you go to school and you have two years yeah. to get the, you know, to take the general classes, but take other classes and see what you like. So you can be like, oh shit, I do love math or oh shit, I do love art. We don't have that. Mm. So I was put into this position that I was like, uh, like uh, I don't love this, yeah. but it was either me finishing or quitting and starting over, possibly transferring a few classes if possible within the university, but I would have to pass new tests. I would have to get into the other college, mm. right? Mm. So I don't love that system. That yeah, doesn't seem... Like and best. that's why I was very lost. And when my parents said, you should probably study something with kids or or be a masseuse, I was like, well, I don't want to be a masseuse. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, Georgie, yeah, like a settle down. Therapist. I was like, well, I looked at it. There was a lot of math. I'm like, I'm not doing that, right? In massage? Yeah, there was like uh, all like the bio stuff and okay. science, not math, science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at that stuff, right? Yeah. So I was like, no, this is not me. And I basically took the easy way out to something that I kind of understood. I'm like, let me do it. You guys said it's fine. I'll mm -hmm. do it, right? But after three semesters in and I'm like, e oh, hell no. Yeah. And I packed my stuff and I left. Yeah. Right? So I don't know why I'm talking about this. Just the influence. and <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, the influence. Back yeah. to the influence. My parents did shape me into the person I am today. Right. But in the same time, if they fully let me to go for art or something like that, as I wanted to, I would have I would have met you because I would probably stay in the Czech Republic if I was following exactly what I wanted to. Does it all make right. sense? Yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad it all worked out the way it did. It did. Yeah. All right. Michael reads his letter to his younger self. A little dear Mike. Life's not going to be full of laughter and smiles all the time. That'll be OK. You'll be OK. Here's a bit of advice to help you along your journey. And this this turns into one of my favorite songs, which is Sunscreen, the Baz Luhrmann sunscreen song. Mm -mm. Oh, that. When I moved to New York, I listened to that song over and over Who again. Who is it? Baz Luhrmann, Sunscreen. It's just like these little, these little rules or tips um, to live by. I'm surprised you've never heard of it. No. It was, it's like. It's called sunscreen because at the end it says, and don't forget to wear sunscreen. I mean, that's, because, a, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. I think maybe it was a, a graduation speech, but it's it says something about like move to New York, believe before it makes you hard. Wait, is it a song or is it a poem? What it's is a it? Po it's more of a poem, um, but it's set to music. Mm. It's cool. I'll play it for you. But- it's advice and Mike's giving himself advice here and he says, don't be afraid of letting your emotions out. Showing your emotions doesn't make you weak, doesn't make you less strong. Let people in. Hold your mom a little tighter. Appreciate her a little more. When she brings up going to church, go. Don't pout. Don't complain. Go. She'll beat cancer for the first time. You'll both dance and jump up and down. When it comes back the second time, it's here to stay. Cherish these last few moments. You'll regret it if you don't. I know all I'm saying makes it sound like life is full of hardships. It's not. Continue on your path and you'll be okay. Actually, 
You'll be better than okay. Mm-hmm. You'll thrive. So emotional. Very so, emotional. Really good. I, it was it was not what I necessarily wanted to watch on a Wednesday night at nine o'clock, but it may have been what I needed to watch. True. At nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. Yeah, I, I for whatever reason I don't fully recall Michael's letter. Mm. I recall just Minas. I recall noise mm-hmm. because for some reason it did get to me. Yeah. Michael's, I kind of, I don't know what I was doing. I was probably refilling my wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's on brand for you. <laughs> okay, let's let's go to the new day. Dr. Pepper pays them DP a visit. DP is coming. And Dr. Pepper's like, oh, Jasmine, the beautiful flowers. And Jasmine's like, yeah, I got them for Mike. Just because a just because a guy cries doesn't mean he wants flowers, Jasmina. Well, DP's like, oh, I also get flowers from a guy. Uh, yeah, I send them to his address. <laughs> I call one eight hundred flowers. I send them to his house. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, they, DP. They sit down and talk about their journey, and Jasmina says the turning point for them was the Dr. Viviana exercise, the yoga, mm-hmm. the tantric yoga, and since then there haven't been any real conflicts. So Dr. Pepper's like, yeah, I, I noticed that it seems like you've softened, Jasmine. And, and she says, in the beginning, I felt like I had to pull teeth to learn about Michael. But now it comes naturally for him to talk about himself. Mm-hmm. You see, like, this is where I get bored with this couple because Michael's like, I learned to open up. I learned to learn to be vulnerable. Damn it. <laughs> you haven't learned how to say vulnerable no, yet, I though. No, because I That's would why they hope. Keep, they're going to keep saying it until you learn how I to say it. I would hope that by now they're going to be fine with everything. <laughs> vulnerable yeah you got it so um yeah it's the same things over and over tell us something new like yeah tell us that maybe you kiss you get closer there is a vibe or there is not a vibe or you're thinking of getting a dog like give us something else yeah yeah no you're right it's the same thing over and over again we uh we don't learn anything new from here they have not touched yet or so they say mm-hmm. and and dp just kind of encourages it get a little more affectionate hold hands cuddle don't do what pastor cal told you because that's gonna get you canceled but uh you know <laughs> maybe you guys can hold hands i mean all these people pc giving all these crazy suggestions Dr. dp yeah. doesn't even live with her husband <laughs> i mean that we gotta find out that dr viviana is a celibate yeah. <laughs> and like, what are we doing here yeah and not because of this but i I think it's time for some new professionals here some new experts i mean don't get me wrong i do love dp and pc okay. i think pc can be tough i like it yeah but guys yeah guys yeah. this season goes the way i think it's gonna go which is maybe oh for five mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm, reassess mm-hmm. all right should we take a break sure let's take a break we'll be back with two more couples to round this thing out all right we'll be back in a second and we're back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you finally learned. I, I don't want to get reprimanded again. I learned I have to say hello to my wife. You do. Even though we didn't. And to leave. our friend. And to our friends. Hello, friends. Okay. Let's talk about someone who's not my friend. Elijah Wan. Katina and Elijah Wan. Katina's knowledge of animals is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, never run with a sheep before. <laughs> It's like, dude, you literally ran around with a llama. The guy said the word llama. What? Alpaca. No, that was a llama. That was an alpaca. I think that was a llama. 
I think the alpaca was giving birth. Oh. I think there was a llama. All right. Someone's mishpishying here, so we don't know who it is. I mean, I might be totally wrong, but that was big. I think there was a llama. One thing we can agree on, it was not a sheep. It was not a sheep. I think llamas and alpacas are very close. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw the baby alpaca being born. That was an alpaca. Mm -hmm. Love alpacas. Very fluffy, very beautiful. But anyways... Yeah, that was not a sheep, Katina. I don't think we have any alpacas listening to the podcast, so I don't think we'll offend any of them, but it I was mean, definitely not a sheep. You guys, if it was an alpaca she was running with, let me know. I thought it was a grown-ass llama. Yeah. I don't know. Now I forget. You know why? Because I think she spit. I think mm. llamas spit. Yeah, Maybe alpacas spit, too. Mm. I don't know. Let anyway, us know. it wasn't a sheep. It wasn't a sheep, but... They're back from the trip. And this this is the best mood I've seen Katina in. She actually mm-hmm. seemed a little lighter here. She mm-hmm. seemed happier here. Well, wait for it, Katina, oh, because Elijah one is worried about a future timeline. And this is just yeah. the beginning of this crazy thing that he's going to reveal at the end. So let's visit his house. Let's go to his, to his neighborhood. We don't see which yeah. building he grew up in, but he takes... Katina to the neighborhood he grew up in. And it's a tough neighborhood, he said. So he grew up in a tough neighborhood. He says, these brick buildings made me who I am. Yes. He's like, it made made me work harder and become who I am, as you said. And that's why now I own a house. I paid all my student loans and the classic leisure one thing, right? Yeah. He did it in his 20s. And now he's in his <laughs> 30s. He wants to have Debt fun. Debt-free. Debt-free since 23, I think is a bumper sticker uh, he has on his car. I mean, yes, I get it. But at the same time, 20s, that's the time to have fun. Also, didn't you say you were you were Isaac, dude? Yeah. So when, when were well, you Isaac? Isaac? Isaac has a lot of debt. And maybe that's why he has <laughs> an alter ego. He's probably Isaac probably went bankrupt. But mm-hmm. clean slate for Elijah on. He's yeah. He's good. But yeah, they're there in the neighborhood. Katina's happy that Elijah Juan felt comfortable enough to bring her to this place because you know it's not all glitz and glam, and so it did take something for Elijah Juan to be like, "Yep, this is this is the real me. This is where I came from." Because he he is a proud man. He's very proud of mm-hmm. what he's achieved. He likes to remind us how debt free he is and his degrees and his mm-hmm. house. And so yeah, to to get vulnerable. There you go. And show where he came from, Katina appreciated. Yeah, she said she loves that he's not ashamed of his past, as some people might be. Yeah, and he should be proud. Yeah. Because not everyone can escape that upbringing. True. Right? It can become a cycle. And he, he was able to, mm-hmm. to break out of it. And he said, you can't be soft growing up here. And then he kind of, and I don't know. He was being a douche. He's like, you know, Katina, that's why I'm sometimes tough on you because... What do you know? You grew up in the suburbs, like in a house. Yeah. And I get where he's coming from, but at some point, I don't think you can keep using that as an excuse. And that's the same thing with Noah in a way that be proud of where you came from and what it did to you because that's why you became who you are. But don't be not upset, but don't say, oh, my partner doesn't understand. And that's why they are not where I am. Elijah one. Has a house, school, everything's paid off. Noah has a job, getting bills, has an apartment, right? And then you have Katina and, and Steve kind of like, woohoo, YOLO. Yeah. Is it because they grew up in a house? I don't think so. Yeah, I think 
Look, Elijah definitely had a tougher oh, upbringing. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking that away from him no, at all. No, but I, what I want to say is just because you grew up in a house with five bedrooms and two baths, as Katina did, according to Elijah, doesn't necessarily mean your life was easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, just because you had more space doesn't mean your life was easy. Maybe, and I don't want to, you know, assume anything because I don't think it happened. But my point is, doesn't mean you weren't abused as a kid. Doesn't mean your parents didn't fight every night. Doesn't mean they loved you or hugged you, as Jasmine said, right? Just because you have a little money doesn't mean your life is automatically easy. Money does not bring happiness or doesn't ensure happiness. Right, right. Now, again, definitely not taking anything away from Elijah because where he grew up is tough, as he said. Yeah, no, so. no, no, and that's not what I was saying. But yeah, I got no, upset no, the way he talked about like Yekatina. Ugh, like she grew up in a house. Like she, she won't understand. No, that's why your, I need to be tough on her. I'm taking your side. I'm taking mm-hmm. your side. You don't know whether her yeah. upbringing was easy or tough. Just looking at her address. Absolutely. So new day, we don't get to see the five bed to bath because we go to we go to God's home. Mm-hmm. That's where Katina takes us is to the house of God, to church. I didn't know they were this religious. I knew there was religion involved in this couple. I knew Elijah in particular was pretty religious. Um, but yeah, it turns out Katina spent a lot of time in church every Sunday. That's where she would make her friends. That's where she'd have her fun. And even though her mom tried to keep her from having fun... By putting her into a purity ring class. (laughs) Katina knew even at 10, she wasn't going to be doing that. Yeah, she wanted to bang. Yeah, she wanted to bang. All right. Why not? What's wrong with that? I mean, not at 10. Not at 10. Not at 10, but. Yeah, I think she must have been exaggerating because I don't know any 10 year old that feels that sort of way. Maybe maybe these days. I was playing with Eeyore when I was 10. We still are. Now everything is so oversexualized with TikTok and Instagram. Maybe yeah. 10-year-olds are, but no, I back hope in not. our day. It would be fucked up. Back in our day, I don't think any 10-year-olds. Just eat like dinosaur chicken nuggets and uh-huh. play with your stuffed animals. You, you see, that sounds sexual else. too. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Katina says, it wasn't until I started growing up that I saw my prayers were getting answered. And I think that confirmed her faith. Her mom got breast cancer. But she had faith in God that he wasn't going to take her mom from this earth. So Katina prayed for her every day. And Katina thinks, that's why I have so much peace, because I include God in my life every day. God's her bestie. God's like her best mm-hmm. her best friend. Well, luckily for them, Elijah one also is religious. And they agree on raising kids in church, yeah. which I think is huge because... Nowadays, so many people either have different religions, which is great, or are not religious or are very religious. Yeah, that, It's hard to mix and match. That should be a non-negotiable or it is probably non-negotiable. If someone's super religious mm-hmm. and we saw a taste of this, Love is Blind. Yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, Kyle might have been the name. Yeah. And Shayna. Uh-huh. Man, my memory is good. Shayna loves God. <laughs> Shayna loves God. Kyle does not, but he was just, I think, so attracted to her yeah. that he was like, it's fine. 
like, you're my God. We can go to church. Like, it doesn't matter. And she was like, no, I need someone who actually yeah, which, can commit to this. Which, I, which I, yeah. She should have said yes to his proposal in the first yet. place. But yes, yes. And yeah, she yeah. kind of acknowledged it. But that's a different show, guys. It's a different show. We're here to talk about math. Mm-hmm. Okay, New Day, Dr. Pepper is paying a visit. She wants to know how we're feeling, how Katina and Elijah are feeling. Elijah Wan, here we go. Start the clock. See how long Elijah Wan talks without letting Katina say anything. Well, for a while, for sure. But what we learned is something I guessed. I don't know if you remember, we talked about Katina being in school, but we didn't know what she studied. And I said, I can see her studying nursing. Oh. Boom. Boom. She's studying nursing. There you go. Well, maybe she go. Maybe she said it. Maybe you heard. But, Subconsciously, maybe you heard it. But... Elijah one has an issue with it, not with her studying, but with her timeline. Yeah. So he says, he tells DP, I feel good. Energy is there. Chemistry is there. And we can actually bounce back from an argument now, which is positive. Yeah. He's like, I told her to shut up. And then I walked away, calmed down, came back <laughs> and said, I'm sorry. D- what? DP goes, uh, yeah, that's, that's growth. She, like, didn't know how to even handle that. Yeah, I told her. I told that bitch to shut up, but I cooled <laughs> down, and uh, now we're good. Uh, you know, you look at her. Look how happy she is. Katina, tell her how happy you if are. If you told me to shut up, I would literally call you out on the spot. I would be like, WTF, apologize right away, or you're going to sleep on the floor yeah. in the second bathroom. Yeah. It, on, it, the, on the mat. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to be on the cold floor. Because <laughs> yeah, I still care for yeah. you. But that's, oh my God. Can you shut up? Like, at least, I guess, at least he owned up to it and yeah, apologized. It took, it took him a while. Like, I feel <sighs> like it should be, I don't know. I mean, that's, I, I, for this relationship, I think it's ridiculous. Like, he's he's just not nice to her. Not at all. In general. All. Like, even when he's trying to be, or it seems like he is, he still talks shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't need, I don't have words for this anymore. Yeah. DP asks about their goals, and Elijah says, we're talking about kids within two years. And Dr. Pepper's like, okay, so you, you both want this. And Elijah Wan's like, yes, yes, both of us. Let her talk. Mm-hmm. You don't need to an answer for her. Mm-hmm. This is where I was starting to get super frustrated and kind of scared. Like, let her talk do you not allow her to talk yes uh she should have said something because that whole timeline issue means that elijah was like how do you want to do if you're in school after you're done with your bachelor's you should take some time to really work on your craft meanwhile katina says it's possible to all blend it in which is true yeah many people do that so many people who are in school in their late 20s or 30s you gotta learn how to in- include it into your life because you are not a kid anymore who have their parents to just helping out. Yeah. So um, Elijah won't take, it, take it easy. It's an excuse. It is from Elijah. DP literally has to ask Katina. Katina, what do you want? She has to direct a question to her to get her to speak. Mm-hmm. And Katina's like. It's about making sure I'm not getting overwhelmed. All men require attention, but I think this guy requires a higher level. He's a lot to deal with. No offense, but it can be draining for me personally. It's draining for me, Katina. It's and draining I, for everyone. And I just see him once a week on my TV. Yeah. This is the same thing Mark says about Lindsay. Like, oh, there's a lot to deal with, draining. Mm-hmm. 
that's the stuff that makes Lindsay lose her shit. At least Elijah one just mm-hmm. sits there and takes it. I'm like looking at my notes and <laughs> I see it says Ella Jason. And I'm like, who's Ella Jason? It's my iPad connecting Elijah one to Ella Jason. Hmm. But anyways, Ella Jason thinks that Katina should say no on decision day. This because was, of her school. This was. What? This is crazy. I literally, we watched it. I was like, I kind of stopped. I was like, did you just hear him say that? What the fuck? Well, he goes, if we can't find a resolution, it's going to be tough. Uh, if I was her, I'd lock in and be dedicated to myself. I'll be there for her, but I'm not going to tell her this. And the producer goes, so you would say no on decision day if you were her? And that's when he goes, yes. So how would be, how would you be there for her? He's not. It's such an excuse. He's trying to pretend he's selfless. He's trying to act like he's putting her first. Oh, she should take time for herself. She should focus on her studies and her career. But he doesn't care about that. He cares about himself. So he wants her to say no so that he's free to go travel Mm -hmm. and go have fun. If he loved her, why can't you be there to support her through school? Be there to help her with work instead of just abandoning her. Or telling her to abandon you so that she can focus. No, if you're a real partner, you're there for her. I think he wants to say no on on decision day, but he doesn't want to be the bad guy. Of course, because he's so worried about his image. Mm-hmm. So imagine how many people will slide into his DMs if she says no to him. But imagine that they say yes and they're a little happy together, and then this shit airs. Mm. That broke up a few yeah, people before. But what he's saying, you have to read between the that's lines true, to realize true. how shit ah. he actually is. That's, I know. I don't think Athena can do it. He's masking it like, mm-hmm. oh, I care so much about her that she should say no. Mm-hmm. How about you care so much about her that you just be a supportive partner? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It's crazy. It is. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with these guys. Yeah. Okay. One last couple. Last but not least. Lindsay and Mark Dushak. Sadness the segment, but let's start with the home video. Lindsay still looks hungover. I don't she, know if she you always saw, does. But like remember That's her image. She she looks pretty banged up. Oh, after the retreat. After the IV and I mean I feel her. We all been the there when we got so drunk that two days later and you still feel like someone who ran yeah. you over. Yeah. So she's self filming and she's saying how she feels like Mark spent the last night telling her how She's too much for him. We see that Nest security camera footage. But half of it is positive. Half of it is like too caring, too loving, too energetic, too hyper. Lindsay is too much for anyone who hasn't just snorted a pixie stick. She's... (laughs) I don't even know what it is. Just a sugar stick. Like a a candy sugar stick. If you haven't snorted at least one to two of those, you cannot keep up with Lindsay. She's too much. (laughs) Right. And here's her response. She goes, it makes me realize he should find a lesser woman because I don't want to make myself less for anyone. Mm, So that's not what he's saying. A lesser woman. Like, so someone who respects personal boundaries and meets their partner halfway is a lesser woman. Well, speaking of boundaries, let's go to DP's visit. Because they're going to talk about some boundaries and Lindsay's like, wait, what? 
Did you? I didn't do that. Did you see DP was wearing that same pink blazer? Yes. She's loving that blazer. She's love. She probably it's probably all she brought from her house. She has some stuff at her husband's house. He didn't do laundry. I mean, what did right. you do? This is this is one more downfall of living in separate homes, right? So she shows up in her pink blazer. Unless it's being filmed on on the same day. I can't imagine that. Yeah, that would be too much. That's too much. I can't. I mean, imagine. she loves the blazer. She rocks the blazer. Go for it, girlfriend. But she's been on this season twice, and both times you have to wear the blazer? I think she wears the blazer in the little snippets that they post about the experts. Like, so our couples are going to do this retreat. It's her power blazer. Yeah. Yeah. It is her power Maybe she has several of them. Looks good on her. I'm a sucker for turtlenecks. Well, you know. I have so many turtlenecks. We know. I don't wear the same one over and over. I have so many of them, so... It could be her power outfit. Okay. All right. So Dr. Pepper wants to know where they're at and what needs to be worked on. And Mark says, it's the ups and the downs that are the struggle. We have good times and then we have very frustrating times. And Mark says, it's hard to be affectionate if we're having these tough times, these draining conversations. We understand. Yes. So he brings up how Lindsay flipped out on the retreat because he said, the word hyper. Well, DP says that hyper is not a flattering word. It's not a compliment. It's not, but it's not like he called her a biatch. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. I would almost think Lindsay would find it as a compliment. Like, oh, yeah, I have so much energy. I'm just up and <laughs> right. It's not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. DP doesn't think it's great. And Mar goes, <laughs> well. This cracked me up. She, she's always like trying to wrestle me. <laughs> <laughs> she's licking my neck, hitting me with folding chairs like. She won't stop. He's right? like, I always ask her to stop and she never stops. And Lindsay's like, <laughs> so sad. Lindsay's like, mm, I, I don't like, I don't do that. And then we see the clip yeah. of her wrestling and Mark is like, please stop. Just, please just stop. Just, just let me, let, let me go. Yeah. Just get off of me. And just stop There's wrestling. a whole month, like a stop and no means uh-huh. no montage. And then he's like so nice about it. Oh, she just she's just like pile driving him, like putting him in figure four leg locks. Like <laughs> it will not stop. And Dr. Pepper's like, this shows you're lacking a basic understanding of each other. And Lindsay just goes, no, Marcus is so quick to justify his behavior. And then nothing ever gets resolved. And Lindsay just has enough. She goes, that's it. Walls are up. You don't get to come in anymore. You're out. Mark. Or DP? Lindsay said that. Oh, to who? To Mark. You missed that? I did. She's like, the walls are up. You don't get to come in anymore. You're out. Well, I heard that she basically, DP was asking, so you guys, do you guys talk and stuff? And Lindsay's like, no, because I don't want to hear his answers for anything. Well, that yeah, that was right after that. Dr. Pepper said, well, do you ask him? Like, if he cares about your feelings and, and what does he say? And that's when he's like, well, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. Speaking of feelings, Lindsay says that I'm not sure if Mark is the right guy for me. Yeah, I don't think he is, actually. No, no, he isn't. But <laughs> I Mark, think he's right about that. Mark is still hanging in there. He doesn't give up. He He's like, I do listen to you, Lindsay. And... Yeah, he's he seems to be still 
in it. I'm trying to find the right words because I feel like I've used so many. But yeah, he seems to be still in it. Even though he tells her, do not wrestle me. She keeps wrestling. He's yeah. still in. And Lindsay's like, well, I just want someone who I'll have fun with. Who's going to try new food, etc. right? <laughs> but, but he does that. Yeah, he does it. On his own pace. And really, you're going to say no on decision day because he won't eat a sushi roll but he tried i think he did try as far as far as long as you try because i think trying new things is a good thing for you as long as you try a piece you either love it or you dislike it it's good that doesn't mean that he needs to try everything that's on your freaking plate Lindsay. pick a thing let him try move on right i mean she goes well he, he you know he he doesn't really try new things and Dr. Pepper's like, well, he tried sushi, right? And she goes, he tried like a cucumber with rice. And then cue another montage of Mark trying all the different foods. <laughs> right? The playbacks are not good for Lindsay mm-hmm. at all. And for me, this is an issue because imagine going out of your comfort zone, whether it is cucumber and rice or spicy tuna rolls or whatever it is, you're taking the step. You're going out of your comfort zone and trying something for Lindsay. And then Lindsay's like, yeah, it doesn't count. That's not good. That doesn't count. Well, then that's bullshit because mm-hmm. he's he's trying. Okay. It may not be as far as you want him to go, but at least he's trying. What are you doing? What have you done to settle down and take it easy and turn the dial back? I don't think you've done anything, Lindsay. So allow his baby steps to mean something. I'm just agreeing with John in silence, just shaking my head because it's very true. She thinks that she does everything right. I think that's the issue. That's the issue. And if he doesn't do it the way she wants him to, then it's wrong, which isn't the case. Mm-hmm. He's he's taking the baby steps, allow him he to is. grow on his own time. But again, he's not giving up because he has this wild speech. Yeah. Wild speech this is basically, is, I'm going to summarize it yeah. in one sentence that I picked from this whole thing. He says, I know how to touch your heart, Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Mark? Yeah. He basically was like, you know, I... I can give you what you want. I don't know if he's saying he will, but he's saying he knows. And it almost felt like, let's just end this argument while DP is here. Enough is enough. Because I don't think he likes Lindsay. I don't think anyone could deal with that. I I think there is something about her he must like. But in the same time, no. he doesn't want to give up. He, he wanted he, to be married. He's in his late 30s. Well, don't give up. You you have a literal finish line. You have an end date to this thing. So to give up early is quitting. And I don't think Mark's a quitter necessarily. So he's going to run out the clock and then he'll say no. We'll there's see. there's we'll no see. point in saying no before. There is an expiration date on this thing. Let it expire. Yes, but I'm not sure he's going to say no on D-Day. Yeah, I don't know either. I think he's because he's a lover. He's a lover. He he doesn't want to hurt anyone. Exactly. A and B. I don't think he wants to quit. I think he's like we were matched for a reason. There must be something somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So new day. Mark and Lindsay have to take JC the cat to the vet because he's got something going on with his eye. Poor JC. Yeah. Turns out he's got a bunch of sores on his body too, also in his eye. It's really sad. JC's been a constant in Mark's life. He's was there at the start of his career in the gym industry. He was there. She's when his, 14. Was there when his dad died and made it through the wedding. 
If only he cared about Lindsay's pussy this much. <laughs> They'd be in a whole different, whole different ballpark. Well, did you see how like Lindsay was kind of, I mean, yes, she was there for Mark. He loved it. It was nice, but she was grabbing JC in the blanket pretty aggressively. Uh, grabbing JC and then shoving JC in Mark's arms mm. so you could hold her I, I don't know it was coming from a good place yeah, but you could see you could see her energy but she's a control freak she's a control freak and but, she wants things done her way i'm not gonna fault her she was there for him he needed some i would not have wanted him to go through that alone absolutely not so and she again, was, i don't think she she'll was remind coming. him that oh, yeah. she was there remember when i i took the bed bugs out and i took jc to the vet <laughs> she'll remind him of it but i'm not gonna fault her for being there no no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that she was there and it was good. I think it was all coming from a good place. But you could see how she was grabbing JC and just trying to help Mark hold JC. Mm, maybe I missed that. And I, I feel like you could see her energy. She was just moving very rapidly. Mm. And that was Lindsay. Like, coming from a good place, being there. But, like, oh my gosh, I just wanted to tell her, calm down. Right. right. Calm down. There's no rush. I mean, a little bit, but there's a little rush. Yeah. Um, depending on what life this cat is on, if it's on eighth or ninth life. How many lives do they have? Like nine, 12? I think. I think it's nine lives. Just. Uh. What do you mean, just? <laughs> J J K. Uh, no, J C. Um, <laughs> this this can bond people. This type of traumatic experience can bond people, and I think this would. That's what Mark was saying. Hope out of it. Mm -hmm. Um. You heard the song, right? I pointed it out you heard, to you. You heard the song. I like, I laughed. I'm so sorry, JC. But as it was very dramatic, the song, goodbye, goodbye, my friend. <laughs> it's, I don't mean to laugh, but. That's what I realized. Just put an instrumental. Just yeah. put a nice piano instrumental <laughs> That's underneath. That's what I realized that this is it for JC. It was like, goodbye, my friend. You had, you battled cancer and bed bugs. So many apples, but it couldn't keep the doctor away. Shout out to Steve Jobs. Goodbye, my friend. It was brutal. It was, uh, I can't believe, I was like, I can't believe they, they played really that song. they playing that song? They could not. They play. were. They were totally playing that song. Okay, New Day. Okay. My assumption was right. Lindsay was raised by wolves, so she's taken Mark to her childhood home, the woods. The woods? Like the Natalie wood. from 90 Day would say? And poor Mark wore his nicest whitest sneakers mm -hmm. to the woods it's like come on give the guy a heads up where you're going i'm sure she told him but he probably didn't think they're gonna hike yeah they're actually gonna go deep into the woods into like a tree fort that yeah. she calls Mark home is not done for the off beaten path no no but she explains like oh i'd always run away as a kid never felt like i belonged at home so i'd run away and into the woods and she does this in this relationship too when they got into that argument a couple episodes ago when they were trying to take mm -hmm. cat photos <sighs> see it's good they took that cat oh photo. that's right that's probably jc's last photo shoot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but during that whole debacle she was like threatening to run away true so this is kind of her history repeating itself in that moment because yeah. she shows oh i used to run away to the woods my parents and i didn't or my parents didn't have the best relationship my mom played the role of both parents and she didn't handle the stress well and it burnt Lindsay out. And so she would escape to the woods to hang out with herself. And I can, I, I can know. see it's sad. I can see, I can see it. And I can see Lindsay taking on both roles as a parent. If mm -hmm. they have kids, 
You think Lindsay's going to let Mark parent? No. No, Lindsay's going to take on mom and dad roles mm-hmm. and be like, I got it, Mark. You go do whatever it is you do. For sure. And I'm going to parent. And so she's also going to read her letter. Oh, boy. Did you catch that she oh included a too much convo into the letter? Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you that you're too much. This was the that only. Was too much. This was the only letter that also patted the person on their back. In a I way. Mean, and that's okay in a way. If that's how you feel. I almost feel like she just grabbed a part of their fight and yeah. included no, it think, in to I think, really like rub it in Mark's face. I think she's been hearing this for years. I don't That she's too much? Yes. Yes. Here's the letter. Dear Lindsay, growing up is hard. They don't call it growing pains because it's easy. But you've seen Meet the Parents, right? With you. Yeah, as I Before read, we met your As parents. I read these letters, it sounds like um, Jack Burns, when he reads the poem to his mother <laughs> at dinner, like, my, my mother by Jack Burns. It's like, you gave me life. You gave me milk. You gave me courage. It's like, your name was Angela. <laughs> <laughs> How did you remember that? It's so, because it's so, I used to quote that movie every day. Um. Most of your young life, you'll stand out because you'll be quick-witted and too sassy for your age. Mm. People will tell you you're too much and you'll always feel out of place. As you get older, you'll feel power and freedom in your voice. One day, your wildest dreams will come true and people will appreciate you for your uniqueness. You're destined to do great things and you can change the world. I mean, that's a nice pep talk. It, that's what it is. It's like a pep talk. It, I don't know. It's kind of a pat on the back. Like, oh, you're too quick-witted. You're so smart and witty. That's how she feels. I mean, yes, we can all hate or love Lindsay. Yeah. But they were supposed to write a letter to their younger selves. If that's how she feels, plus it's better Lindsay. It's I wouldn't Lindsay. expect anything less from her. It was, it was spot Better on. Lindsay. So no complaints here. Yeah. I mean, Mark heard it and grabs Lizzie's, Lindsay's hands and tells her how much he appreciates her. So. Mm-hmm. It worked. It softened him up. Then Mark takes Lindsay to his childhood home. And he hasn't been back there since his dad passed away. And you can see, this got me too. When when he gets to his house, he reverts right back to childhood. And he was like, yeah, like this is my street. This is my street. My friend's initials used to be right here. Spray paint, like same fence. They repaved it, but it's the same fence. And he was he was almost grappling with being there for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you could tell it brought him back. And it was pretty emotional. Also, what parents let their kids spray paint names of their friends on the house? Cool parents. The cool parents, I guess. My parents would literally cut my hands off. Yeah, at first when, a saying, when you're saying, oh, my initials, I thought, okay, they poured pavement down and he drew mm. it in in the driveway or something. But then he's like, spray paint. I was like, all right. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no, Mark. But he loves it, brings a lot of memories, and he's, you know, thinking about his dad. Yeah, he, reads, he yeah. reads his letter. He does. Dear Mark, this house is going to shape you in many ways. You'll see your dad will do what he can for his family. You'll see your mom clean, cook, and take care of his house. You'll see Nana Joe get things ready for the holidays. If I can give you any advice, love your parents as much as you can. Spend as much time with them as you can. Take pictures and videos you'll appreciate later. You know that Mark's note made me the most emotional out of all of them? Mm. I thought this one was very touching in a way how he 
thinks about not just himself, but about losing someone because mm -hmm. it's part of it. And when he said, appreciate and love your parents, take pictures and videos because you'll appreciate them later. It's so true. So true. But that's why Michael's note made me emotional too. Cause he was like, hug your mom, like yeah. hug her harder, hug her more. Cause then see, I was pouring my wine. He lost her too. Yeah. He was pouring his heart out and you were pouring <laughs> your wine. Um, it softens Lindsay up. The note, the note works here too. They start holding hands and Mark, Gets on this rant about how he thinks they should move back into that house one day Not. and raise their kids there. I was absolutely team Lindsay here. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and she called it. She goes like, I don't want to compete with the past. She won't even play along. She's like, no. She's like, I live in that house or that house. Dr. Pepper's house or her husband's house, either of those houses, I <laughs> but not your house. Yeah, no, and I totally agree with her. But Mark's like, what if we paint it? Like, that's where I'm, I'm feeling so bad. And I'm like, what if we paint it? No, like, okay. Um, Lindsay, yeah, she wants a new beginning. And she's like, I wouldn't live in my family's home. We're not going to mm -hmm. live in your family's home. I mean, I have to say that for me, taking Lindsay's side is very uncheck of me. Let's check people generations to generations. Oh, yeah? A lot of houses. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing, right? Hmm. But for me, I think if you can, you should try to make your own, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about Jim and Pam? Jim bought his parents' house and, and they moved in. Yeah, but they couldn't even sleep in the master bedroom because of his parents were banging there before. Oh, yeah. so, hmm. so. Couldn't get that picture off the wall either. I guess I could probably if the house was in the town we lived in and the parents gave it to us, we could remodel and change the whole thing mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel like the parents' house, yeah. right? I don't know if I would want to feel like I obtained something of my own. Even if like, oh, I bought it and it's just as expensive as a different house, it would still just feel like, yeah, my parents gave it to yeah. me or something. I don't know. I'd want, yeah, our own yeah. beginning. Yeah. Speaking of beginnings, this is the end. And the next episode is the last before decision day? I think so. That's what I say. Wild. I thought we were just getting started. Well, we're we six days away. Well, we have, right, right, right. And it's going to be decision day. And then there's going to be two reunions. And then I, th I think, oh, where are they now? So there's still another four or so, four mm. or five episodes. I love the reunions. Yeah. Well, the reunions are where are they now? Because it's months later. Maybe, maybe. I, th I think, maybe. I think. All right. We watch a lot of TV. It's hard to keep yes. up. Okay. So that's the episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys didn't get too emotional with my retelling of those letters, you know. Mm. Um, thanks for listening. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Great time over there as always. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. Just look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as Hopefully, the upcoming episodes, because we need some drama bring for the, the finale. Bring on the drama. Yeah. And thank you again for the reviews. We really appreciate it. You know, we don't have to tell you that. You guys know how much we appreciate it. So if you haven't left one, please do. If you could rate and review, it means the world to us. All right. I have said it all. Have you said it all? Said it all. All right. That means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.